Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. The Father, and to the Son, to the Holy Spirit, now and forever, to the age of all ages. Amen. There was a survey that just at online scams and, and identity theft and things like that. And uh, they looked at different age groups to see who was more, more vulnerable. And what they found was very interesting. Now, I'm going to ask you, before I tell you the results, who do you think is more vulnerable, older people, younger people? Who would fall more for online scams? Yeah, it makes sense, right? Like, older people probably aren't online as much. They may not be able to tell if something looks fake. Generally, when things look okay, like an email from a bank asking you to put your passwords, who fall for online scams more, a lot more than boomers. And not just three times as much. Three times as much. Now, I don't know. I don't know about you, but that surprised me. I thought for sure that younger people are more tech-savvy, more familiar with, uh, with online presence. They call them the digital name. So three times as much. And compared to boomers, Gen Zs, also twice as likely to have a social media account hacked. Twice as likely to have a social media account hacked. So these two generations, millennials and Gen Zs, and now even Gen Alphas, you know, the, the kids that are about to be teenagers now, um, all, all of this, they're much more likely to fall out phone when they were, went to university and someone who was putting in, you know, the, the password in the iPad as a child, you know, uh, watching it, you know, uh, at home, road trip, things like that. There's a huge difference. Younger people, the reason they believe that younger people are falling a lot more for these online scams is because of one simple choice. While older people prioritize, it was convenience or safety. Convenience is behind one door and safety behind another and you have to choose one. You cannot choose both. And if you only choose one, most younger people will choose convenience. One even, one uh, researcher suggested that if apps, like social media apps, Every time you log back in with the two-factor authentication and you have to go through this whole, it will make it a lot safer. But most younger people would not want to go through this whole cumbersome process because it's so inconvenient. Safety is sacrificed for the sake of convenience. And that's why younger people are falling for these online scams at rates much higher than older people. Because older people, we know the value of inconvenience. It's a little bit of a harder to do some things convenient, being the deciding factor. And back in the day, it was a problem between things not possible and, and between things possible. So when a scientific advancement comes along and uh, some medical discovery and they discover you know, uh, a vaccine for some disease, it makes it possible. Social media apps, Instagram, TikTok, 
that are designed to get you to open it frequently, to get you to engage with it all the time. And even when your phone, you're not looking at your phone, they're designed, they're designed to keep your mind actively engaged with the app. So these apps are all not about, you know, uh, communication, connection, all that stuff. It's all about getting you to get back and open the app. And the reason people are falling for scams on these types of apps is simply because they value convenience over anything else. So needless to say, identity theft, which is like the biggest problem online, is much worse with younger people than it is with credentials, maybe getting access to your financials, stealing your money, maybe making you know, uh, purchases on credit card, things like that, very terrible, terrible stuff. But as it turns out, there's something with your identity that you can do that's a lot worse than identity theft. And that is identity sabotage. And I'm not talking about lines like ruining their reputation. Someone saying bad things about this person, their reputation is ruined, so their identity is ruined. But that's not what I'm talking about. Something that's very influential in all of our thinking and also very influential academically speaking, is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We've all heard of it, we've all uh, read some articles on it in school, and if we haven't read it in school, we've been influenced by it, decisions by marketing firms, by entertainment, by hierarchy of the needs that we would uh, choose to prioritize over other needs, and it helps explain the motivation behind what we do and the decisions that we make, confidence, all the selves. And over that, the highest is self-actualization. Self-actualization. I'm gonna tell you an old proverb, keep it in mind, and I'm gonna get back to it at the end. They say, if you're looking for a spouse, don't go to a funeral. Keep that in your mind for a second, and we'll get back to it. Self-actualization. When we hear this word, it's a little bit cumbersome, a little bit complicated, but basically themselves as autonomous centers of consciousness. I'm gonna explain that very, very quickly. Basically, you look at yourself as this island. It's all, it's all in you. There's nothing outside. You get to share with the outside what you wanna share, but who you become is all about what's inside you. There's nothing else outside. For that proverb, I hope you haven't forgotten it. If you're looking for a spouse, don't go. Not to your funeral, go to a funeral. <laughs> Hopefully you find the, before that, okay. Close enough, not Protagoras. And he said that, I'm gonna tell you exactly what he says and how we usually hear it. He says, of all things, man is the measure. Of all things, man is the measure. Of the things that are, that they are, and of the thing of all things. Man is, because we're at the center of everything. Remember, I'm at the center of my own identity. I make myself happen. I want to be a certain person, a certain kind of person, through my choices, through my... The center of our being is not within, my, within me, it's in Christ. That's the center of my being. Remember, we talk a lot here about St. Ignatius of Antioch and about his martyrdom and how his, in his martyrdom, he was seeing it as in finally becoming, finally becoming human. Finally, the center of my being is not, is not inside, it's in Christ. 
Because if it's not a centered kind of being, notice today when a young man was asking Christ, how do I inherit eternal life? What did he tell him? Love God? Love neighbor? What's missing? Love self? Why is that not there? Why didn't he say, love yourself? And in fact, in John 12, he says, that doesn't work. Love yourself, you lose it. There's something there. Because if you end up living and on the altar of the ego, the ego becomes the thing that dictates, that tells you what you can and cannot become. God, who's God? Why? You don't need God. You can become anything you want to be. That's what the self would tell you. But that's why Christ told him, love God and love neighbor, not love self. And not that we're supposed to hate and is not willing to expose it to dangers for my sake, Christ says, loses it in the time to come. This is in the words of St. Cyril of Alexandria. Remember St. Cyril hiding things and talking about things? So he's not saying this because you know, he's motivated by our comfortable. Things are good. This is the golden age, remember. Man, first and foremost, is not a self-centered being that I'm not human. And worship is not just an act that we do. It's a mindset. It's an orientation. And finally, man is a suffering being. This is not a good society. A country where suffering exists. Suffering, in fact, and the elimination of suffering becomes the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal of unnet based on how they look at their best, you're setting yourself up for problems. Right? But if you love someone at their worst, like literally go to a funeral to find a spouse, but it's they're like crafted personas. These are perfectly put together, you know, curated pictures and poses. And that's why you see people who post stuff online, they take like, they might take a thousand pictures and we are not a product of our own, simply of our own choices, or that our lives are self-contained. Our lives, if not in God, our choices, if not in God, they're meaningless, they're worthless. If not in God, they do not amount much. The way of the cross. Instead of self-actualization, self-affirmation, it offers us self-emptying. It offers us the way of the cross. In hating our life for the sake of the kingdom, we gain it. This is the way of Christ. This is the way of Christian understanding that identity sure is based on the choices, the decisions that you make. We're built to be, we're built to be in connection with God. Apart from God, we fall apart. Apart from God, we become like a desert. Apart from God, we can never hope to be any more than simply. Uh, a social media post, this fleeting identity that's easy. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.